Welcome to the Quit Vaping Podcast, the podcast designed to make you a non-listener. In this show, I'm not going to scare you away from a life of vaping. What I am going to do is show you just how good your life can be without it. Thank you so much for listening and enjoy the show. Welcome to episode 33 of the Quit Vaping Podcast. You guys, I'm so stupid. (laughs) Do you ever make a joke and then you realize absolutely how funny that joke was and you're laughing yourself? I'm sitting in my apartment laughing by myself. And yeah, I do that all the time. Like I'll say something like tongue in cheek and then I think about it. I'm like, God, that was really funny. And then I'll start laughing and like I can literally just stare at a wall and make myself laugh uh, pretty much indefinitely. All right. So today we are talking about something called yo-yo vaping. And I just came up with this term this morning. I don't know if you guys have heard of like yo-yo dating or yo-yo dieting, but pretty much the term means that you're like constantly on and then off and then on and then off. So I was talking to my brother this morning and remember guys, I don't do this stuff and force it down people's throats. There's a lot of people in my life still who use nicotine who it's totally okay. Like I don't judge. I don't shame. I don't care if you're vaping. (laughs) If you want to quit, I absolutely will help you. And I think that my tools are the best in the world to do that, but I'm not going to judge you for vaping. You know, when it's right for you, if it's ever right for you, then you can quit. But my brothers both vape still. It's been about two years since I really quit and they are still vaping. And my brother has this thing where he's constantly yo-yo quitting. I love him to death. Um, But yeah, he's never made a serious commitment to want to. And really, he's never like my brothers are never, ever going to listen to this podcast. No one in my family is actually going to listen to this. I know my dad like a while ago was telling people I help him quit smoking, but I have not helped him. He has not done my material. He has not actually done this work. So he's never, I don't think, going to quit permanently and he's smoking again. So there's a lot of people in my life who are still smoking and vaping and that's okay. It's not a big deal, but I talk to my brothers all the time and I will say it's very tempting for me when they're playing their world smallest violin about vaping and like, oh, I want to quit, but it's just like all this stuff and it's so hard. Like it is tempting for me to be like, you know what? I don't want to hear it, but I'm not going to do that because I love them. And also they teach me so much about what it's like to currently be a vapor because I am two years out and although I know exactly what it's like to be a nicotine addict and all this, it's nice to have that that fresh reminder of all the little struggles and drama. So they're my best teachers. I love them so much and they're just the best. My brother has this idea that you can have a casual relationship with nicotine. And I was talking to him on the phone last week and what he said was, I don't ever see myself truly giving up nicotine. I just want to use it for special occasions like weddings or when I go on vacation. And if you guys have been listening for a while, you will know that that thought Just the actual idea of giving it up, giving up nicotine means that he must be thinking he's going to have not as much fun or not as good of a life without nicotine. So I can tell you exactly why he doesn't want to quit. It's because he's thinking his life's better with it. So that's a huge thinking error right there. Obviously, I'm not going to coach my brother, (laughs) you know, no matter how tempted I am, (laughs) but he doesn't want to quit. So he didn't come to me to want to quit. He came to me just, you know, and we talk about it all the time because I talked to him about my life and I tell him about the podcast and how much it's helping people and all this stuff. And I'm, I'm not saying that to make him quit. I just am genuinely excited about the work I'm putting into the world. So I didn't tell him this, but I don't personally believe you can have a casual relationship with nicotine. And I don't believe that with every substance. Like there are certain substances like food, like sugary foods, like donuts. There's a donut cake that is by my house in Oxford, Michigan. Um, they make the donut cake and it's like literally a giant deep fried donut that they just like it's so good. It's got glaze. Oh my God. And I don't ever want to stop eating sugar permanently. I don't eat it most of the time, but I think that I can have a casual relationship with sugar. I think I can also have a casual relationship with alcohol. Like I can drink on special occasions. That's one that I think can fit in. Now, the reason why I don't think you can have a casual relationship with nicotine is because nicotine is very addictive. 
on my 25th birthday, two weeks before I quit vaping with my twin brother, not the one I'm referring to, the other brother, I have two, and we quit vaping. And then two weeks later, we decided to buy each other. At the time, it was um, Mr. Vapor, I think, made these little tiny sticks vapes. They're like, they lasted for like a day. So we both decided we're just going to do this one day on our birthday. We'll vape again as a treat. That's my mindset. So obviously back then I thought I was giving something up to quit vaping. Well, no wonder why it was so hard for me to quit. So we got ourselves vapes for our birthday. And I would say we opened them at 8 a.m. We were all excited. This was during quarantine. So of course, great time to start vaping when COVID's going around. And um, we were by 1130. I remember vividly. I remember sitting down at the kitchen table downstairs this is three and a half hours after I opened the vape and I was like fully in addict mode again. It was shocking how fast I got addicted. And then by the end of the day, I was completely hooked. But I can tell you from a personal experience that it took about three and a half hours for me to get pretty much addicted to nicotine again after not touching it for two weeks when, remember, about two to three weeks after all the nicotine's gone. So I, I really wasn't chemically addicted the morning, but by 1130 a.m. I sure was. So um, this is why I don't think you can have a casual relationship with nicotine because imagine, and this is, this is funny because I watch you guys. I watch you. I see you. The podcast numbers drop from Friday to Sunday. It's so funny. Sunday night, they pick up again. So like, I know that people are like, Ooh, I'm not going to quit. Like I'm going to grab a vape on Friday and then I'll quit on Monday. But the problem with doing this over and over again is that you're re-addicting yourself to nicotine. So you're literally quitting. You're going through the three to four days of irritability that does indeed happen. Like I'm not, I'm not going to say that it's the easiest thing ever. Like there is a time for like three days to two weeks ish, depending on how, um, you know, your body and how long it takes for you specifically where you are chemically addicted to nicotine. So yes, the emotional tools I teach you are amazing. They're going to help you understand that the difference between a emotional urge and just a urge to use nicotine or craving, they're going to help you actually sit through those cravings. But for you to put yourself into a situation every week or where you're casually re-addicting yourself to a drug to get unaddicted, I don't see that as a casual relationship. I see that as creating so much unnecessary suffering in your life. So when it comes to having like a casual addiction with vaping or yo-yo vaping where you're on and then you're off and then you're on and then you're off, I don't think that that's a, a reasonable way to live your life. I just don't see it that way. So when my brother told me last week that he wants to have a casual relationship with nicotine, I'm like, oh, I just, it felt very wrong to me. And again, there are things that I think you can have a casual relationship with, but when it comes to nicotine, you know, I've heard this, I don't know how true this is, so please don't quote me in like a scientific journal, but I've heard that quitting nicotine is the same addiction level as heroin. I don't want to put that thought in your head. I'm sure you've heard that before. I don't want to like have you believe that and make it more difficult to quit. That's an optional thought to think, but it's an addictive substance. The whole point is like, it's addictive. So why would you keep getting addicted to get unaddicted, to get addicted, to get unaddicted? That's just a never ending cycle of suffering and misery. And remember when you're going through this addiction and this unaddiction phase, like so much energy and thoughts and emotion and desire is going into that process. So it's not just about like you having to sit through quitting and be irritable and then start again and then re fortify all the belief work that you've done and just go back and forth and make no progress. It's about who you're not becoming when all of your attention is being focused on that process. Like what if you didn't have any of that drama? I promise you, if you didn't have any of that drama and you were feeling your emotions, you'd be going after big goals for yourself that you aren't going after when you're vaping. I just promise you that's just a, a fact of how desire works in your body. So when it comes to being a casual relationship with nicotine, I simply choose that that's not a possibility. And that belief, I want you to consider for yourself. I never want to, with this work, tell you what to believe. I want to tell you what I believe, I want to tell you why I believe it, and then I want you to critically think 
about how that belief affects your life and if it's a belief that you want to believe for yourself. I yo-yo vaped for yo-yo ma. Sorry, I can't help myself. That just like, I don't know if that just popped in my mind. It's like I couldn't not say it. So I yo-yo vaped for literally seven years. (laughs) And before that, I yo-yo smoked cigarettes and yo-yo smoked hookah and yo-yo ate nicotine lozenges. And the reason that I was doing all that genuinely is because I never really wanted to do this work and look at how vaping wasn't actually positively affected my life. So when you think that you need it for special occasions, what that tells me as someone who understands the mind, as a life coach who understands thought work, is that you believe that your life won't be as good without nicotine. That's the belief that we need to change if you want to quit without desire and if you want to stop yo-yoing back and forth. And I promise you that belief is changeable and we don't need to force you to believe something new. We can just logically work our way into new beliefs. That's exactly what the quit vaping course is going to help you do. So when it comes to yo-yo vaping, I really want to question like, is you sit down and you can do this work. Like, is your life actually better when you think you need to casually addict yourself to drugs in order to have a good time? And then this brings me to my next point. If you need to use nicotine and you need to be literally on a drug all day long at an event like a wedding, why would you even go to that wedding? I was sitting at my friend's house the other day. I went to a friend's birthday party and I have this habit, you guys, because I am a human being and I do this work and I still have the habit of wanting to overeat when I'm bored. And I was at a house party and I was just in like some boring ass, non-stimulating conversation. I love my friends so much, but it was just like the same old shit. You know what I mean? I've been friends with them forever. It's like, oh, what's the next event or party or like what just boring surface level shit. And I like having very stimulating conversation at parties. I don't have to. I can go into a party and be the life of the party, but I get bored if it's just not stimulating the whole time. So I noticed that I overeat when I'm bored. That's always been a thing for me. I've over the last three years started doing this work. And I know now when I'm bored or anxious, I have a tendency to want to overeat to get away from those emotions. And I was at the party and I was just snacking on chips and I caught myself and I left the house that day. It was great. Like we finished the party. It was all nice and wonderful. And I haven't been drinking either. So I find myself that obviously, you know, I've been using alcohol my whole life to get away from boredom and anxiety as well. Um, go figure. So I haven't been drinking this month because I'm doing this meditation challenge. And I was at that party not doing anything. All that, all that was there to distract me since there was no good com- conversation that people wanted to have was food. So I left that house and I'm like, oh my gosh. If I am so bored at a party that I feel the need to sit there and just want to snack food and I have to try to coach myself out of wanting to eat over boredom, what if I just didn't put myself in a situation where I was so bored to begin with? So I want to offer this to you. If you are so not happy with the life you're in that you need to vape to tolerate it, maybe when you cut out vaping, (laughs) you could just find something better to do with your time. And it sounds so simple. Like, you guys, I've been doing this work for so long. I had this revelation like, oh my God, maybe I just shouldn't go to parties that I'm bored at anymore. Maybe I should find more stimulating things to do with my time. But it's just so funny. I had that revelation. I'm like, and I was tempted to want to beat myself up for like, I'm a life coach. How is it so obvious that if I'm bored, I should just not go to places I'm bored and I just shouldn't have to coach myself out of being bored at places I can just not go. So any kind of time that we're avoiding our emotions with things like nicotine, alcohol, overeating, The reason that we're doing that is because it's allowing us to tolerate a life that we're not happy in. So you can do two things. You can either coach yourself into just not getting out of emotions, which I recommend, but sometimes the best move is just to not put yourself in situations where you need to coach yourself out of getting out of negative emotions. Do something that's actually meaningful and stimulating, and maybe you won't have so much boredom and anxiety at a party on a Saturday night. (laughs) 
<laughs> so this has been a really good episode. Um, if you want to decide to yo-yo quit and yo-yo vape your whole life and you want to re-addict yourself and unaddict yourself and you think that's not going to harm you or stop you from becoming the best version of yourself, I disagree, but you decide that for yourself. If you want to quit for good, the course is going to help you. It's amazing. I consider it the best course in the world for quitting vaping because it's going to teach you how to love yourself enough to quit without shame or guilt. It's also going to teach you the foundational tools that's going to help you build the rest of your life. And I have seen no other vaping course or information do that. So this is just a banging course and it's great and you will not regret signing up for it. When you win, I win. That's how business works, baby. It is that simple. So if you spend money with me, I want you to be blown away with the money you spent in such a positive way. Have a fantastic day, you guys. Thank you for being here. I will see you on the next episode next week. Bye-bye. What's up, guys? I hope you're enjoying the show and that each episode is bringing you one step closer to becoming a non-listener. If you'd like to take all this information to the next level and finally quit vaping for good, you can check out the course link in my bio. Have a great day. See you next week.